0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Survivor's Corner I do want to apologize for being two days late because of Hurricane Ida Um, I am actually recording a few days late so I do apologize But I just wanted to jump right on in Um, I will be piggybacking off of what I was talking about last week I do want to let you guys know that I didn't fully get into detail Like I should have And I don't want to let you guys know That my intention Is always to be 100% open But sometimes I do struggle with um, With the emotions of what happened to me So I I choose not to Reveal too much at once And um, bear with me I'm still working on that Alright So I wanted to go back to When the abuse first started All right, my mom and my stepdad, they were actually having some marital issues and they decided to separate. And um, because of the separation, um, the kids, me, my brother and my sister, we were allowed to choose who we wanted to stay with. And for some reason or another, which I don't remember, we decided to stay with my stepfather. Um, And I can tell you now that, you know before that moment, he was a pretty good parent to me. Um, you know, he had his issues. Um, he was very physically abusive to my brother. Um, but for me, he was never like that with me. He was never inappropriate with me. So I felt comfortable staying with him. All right. So, um, but, Clearly that was a huge mistake because once um we made that decision he was comfortable enough because my my mother wasn't in the household now, so he was free to act on his impulses for the first time. At this time I'm twelve and I'm developing and you know and you know, I'm vulnerable, I'm a child and he's like, Hey, you know. But um I say a big mistake because obviously, um if we chose if we didn't choose that, it probably would have never happened or it probably would have. Um, but he was comfortable enough because my mom wasn't in the house. So, but I try not to live with regrets because that decision made me the strong woman that I am today. And now I can help others, um, that are going through certain situations or, um, that have been through it and just need an ear or somebody to, Confide in and uh that's why I feel like my purpose is to do this podcast and to be there for others all right so to continue on um <clears throat> so once they separated and you know we we decided to stay with him um the abuse actually started and the very first day I remember he didn't do much he actually um He came into my room and he uh, picked me up out of the bed. I remember being really uncomfortable though. I remember like being stiff as a board. Like this is different. This is not comfortable. And I knew this shouldn't have been happening. But he picked me up out of the bed and he took me into the living room. And he sat me down on his lap. And I remember hearing playing in the background and i definitely knew that was wrong so i kind of just laid there and you know like a frozen Mm -hmm. statue i just laid there Mm -hmm. and a little while after that he ended up taking me back into my room and it didn't happen nothing else happened for maybe three weeks to a month um i wasn't comfortable with him anymore um even though nothing was happening at the moment, I just, I wasn't comfortable because of what happened. All right. So him and my mother ended up getting back together. Um, and later on, I realized the reason why they got back together is because my mom didn't want to be away from us. So she decided to go back to him. So we're now we're all living in the household. And a little while passes that nothing happened, but then and then once again, he came into my room, but this time he did not pick me out of the pick me up out of the bed. He did whatever he needed to do in the bed, and this was when it actually started when he started touching me and kissing me and doing whatever he wanted to do to me. And it happened, once that started, it was every night. And I remember my sister being in the next bed, sleeping and knocked out. And I was just wishing, hoping and praying that maybe she would wake up while he was doing that. But she never woke up. (laughs) You know, I remember smelling his breath. He would smell like beer. You know, every time he would smell like beer and, you know, it was just, it was really traumatizing guys. It was, it was a, such a traumatizing experience. And then right around that time, um, that's when he started, like whenever my mom would be in like the next room, she could be cooking or she could be in her bedroom. He would call me, like he would be in the living room watching porn And he would call me into the living room to clean the TV. And that was something that he did often. He would just call me in the living room to clean the TV while porn was on. And mind you guys, at this time I'm 12. I'm 12 years old. I've never been exposed to anything like this. And now I'm just like, I'm just in an environment where... It's all around pretty much at this point Like it's always happening It's either the porn You know he would call me to clean the TV Or he would Try to hem me up in the hallway As we're passing each other Or at night when he comes in the room And does whatever he needs to do to me uh, For his gratification But it was literally something Something was happening daily And And you know, that was just my reality at the, at that moment. That was my reality. He then started to come into my room and, um, whenever he would touch me and, um, do whatever he wanted to do to me, he started leaving me money, like big bills too. You know, sometimes it was 50, sometimes it was a hundred dollars, um, but it was always a big bill. And I guess that was to shut me up and not say nothing. But at this point, No matter what he would have done, I wouldn't have said anything because I was shy, I was scared, and my mouth was sealed. (laughs) So, you know, um, but yeah, that's what he would do. He would give me money, he would leave it under the pillow, and, you know, he just continued to do whatever he wanted to do to me. All right, so a little bit after that, um... I can't really tell a time frame, but maybe a few, of I don't know, maybe a month or two months. Um, There was a situation with my brother. Now, mind you guys, I already told you that he was physically abusive to my brother. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was very, very physically abusive to my brother. He did not like him at all. And this one particular time... I remember walking in the door, I believe I was coming home from school, and I remember walking in the door, my mom was at work, and it was just my stepfather and my brother in the house. And I remember he was about to leave to go get my mom from work. He told me not to go into the living room. My brother was in the living room. So once he left, me and my brother were really tight at this time, so once my stepfather left to go pick up my brother uh, my brother i mean I'm sorry to pick up my mom, my brother came out of the living room and he didn't have on any clothes. he just got beat up really bad, and um he told me he was like, "Don't mind me sis um you know i'm i'm gonna go i'm I'm leaving um he so he wouldn't put clothes on and he was like, "I'll come back for you and I remember. Being happy for my brother that he can get away, I remember that just being happy for him. And um, and then I think it was the same day or the next day he ended up going to the police, and then, um, the and then they ended up uh, having a a case open, and then all of the children we were all removed from the house. So my brother was um my brother was placed into a foster home my uh sister was placed into a foster home and i was placed into a group home now i remember i remember feeling the feeling that i had was like a sigh of relief like oh my god thank god i'm finally out of this environment like i was relieved and I was thankful to my brother that he was able to do that. And I remember years later explaining to my brother that I was happy that he did that because, you know, he was he didn't know how I felt about it, but I was happy. I wasn't upset with him. I was happy that he got me from my abuse because they took me out of the house. <clears throat> okay, so, but at this point, Nobody knew still i haven't I haven't told a soul my brother didn't know my sister didn't know my mom didn't know nobody knew I didn't tell anybody but once I went into the group home, I was around a bunch of women I mean I'm sorry, I was around a bunch of girls, and these girls obviously had. Um, certain circumstances and situations that happened to them. And some of them have very, very similar situations happened to them that happened to me. So I then became comfortable talking about what happened to me. I was in counseling. We had our group sessions. We, you know, and at this point I became comfortable because I had a uh, counselor. I became comfortable and told her what happened to me. She then arranged a meeting with my mom and then I told my mom what happened. That's how my abuse finally got out. But since my mother didn't have uh, custody of me and the state had custody of me, it was in the state's hands to report it and, you know, push some sort of prosecution or something. And, excuse me. And um, uh, I don't know if they did or if they didn't. I was just a child at the moment. So if they did, then great. Um, but I've never heard anything about it since then. And just recently is when I found out they reported it, but nothing happened. Nothing was pushed or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so that's what happened. I became really rebellious after that. Yeah. Um, I felt, you know, being in a group home, you don't really have the best supervision. So I started running away. I started being promiscuous. I started um, uh, dealing with older men. You know, I just, I became a rebellious girl. You know, I was out there. I was out there. I didn't care. I was numb to my feelings. I didn't care about myself. I didn't care about nobody. And And you can tell by my actions. All right, so you know it was it's it's tough um, I do suggest you know mothers, if you're a mom with little girls or even little boys, you watch for those signs, you question your kids, let them know, you know, let these kids know, no matter what happens, even if they threaten my life, know that I'm gonna be good, you be open with me. You tell me what's going on because I can't protect you unless I know. You know, cuz these guys are good. They real good at you know at at making you have fear. You know what I mean? Some of them they'll threaten your family, they'll threaten to kill your mother, your grandmother, and these kids won't say nothing. I didn't even get threatened. I just I just was scared. I was I wasn't I don't even know if I was scared of him. I know. I just. I think it was maybe it was just the shyness. I was really shy, you know. That's a sexual situation, and I just didn't tell nobody what happened to me. But y'all be be mindful of what's going on with these babies, man, and you know, these these guys and some of these we female, these females they don't have the best intentions. So you know, you love on these babies, and you find out what's you know you 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 have to find out what's going on with them, you know. Even if they tell you nothing, even if they tell you nothing, you sure, you know, you asked them, you sure, you sure nothing happened? You know, I'm good. You know, you don't have to worry about me. I'm gonna handle this. You good. As long as you're okay. I'm okay. All right. Um, all right. But that's about it, guys. You know, that's about it. I felt like we connected today more than we connected last week. And I'm happy about that. And again, If you want to reach out to me, if you want to be on my show, if you want to just have somebody to talk to or confide in, um, I'm here. My email, S-H-A-V-A-U-N-S-1 at gmail.com. Don't be afraid to email me. We can set up a meeting, but I'm here for you, guys. I'm here for you. All right, so thank you for listening and tune in next week, and you guys have a wonderful week. Bye.